Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. As usual, let's just relax. Anything else that's going on, just let it fall by the wayside. Just be reminded that God knows the situation you're in. God crafted your circumstances for your good. Not just for minor inconveniences for us to, you know, to test us to to give us something to overcome, but because he is working out what he has planted within the the process of restoring our soul involved with the separation of our soul and our self none of this is a surprise where where you're at is not a surprise to god and if again if you've been born again if you are a spirit being, it's not a surprise to you either. It's hard to know what we retain in our soul from having a spirit life prior to coming to this earth. You know, do we, you know, when we're born, do we have a much better recollection of who and what God is, who and what we are then as we grow up we forget or are more overwhelmed with our current circumstances when we think about Adam and Eve one of their big challenges was that when they left the garden they they lived the rest of their lives with the knowledge of what they had what it was like to be one with God, what it was like to live as a spirit being. And I think that contributed just as much as anything else to the the separation, the, the harshness, the development of their, you know, false coping mechanisms, their, their ways of dealing with, with all their circumstances that, all of a sudden they had to get all those needs met on their own. They didn't even know they had needs. They weren't just starting from scratch. They were starting in the negative because they didn't even know they had a soul. They didn't even know they had a body. Their existence was perfect. Their relationship was perfect. And it wasn't providing. It wasn't producing those characteristics in them that God wanted and that we had agreed to, that Adam and Eve had agreed to. You know, I imagine that he said, you know, this is my plan for this part of, you know, this corner of the universe. 
and they he might have even said this is what's going to happen and this is how you're going to deal with it and i'm going to you know the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world and this is what this is going to look like and this is how long it's going to take and this is the the suffering and the misery and the joy and the the hope and the process that will bring about what will be necessary for bringing a restoration and a reconciliation and a redemption of all all who come through this through this doorway all of your seed all all who come after you and i suspect adam and eve were just didn't have the foggiest idea about what it meant uh, they probably understood it fully because again they were spirit they understood okay this is this is what pain is you know by the you look at the definition of what what misery is of what separation from god is they they had the information they didn't have the understanding they, because they had never experienced separation from God. You got you have a soul, Adam, Eve. You have a body. They probably might have even shown this is a picture of what your body is, because remember there they were fully spirit. Their spirit was not encased in their soul or their body, so they saw each other as. They saw God. They were spirit to spirit. You know, and we we interpret that as as bright light, and we see those examples in other places in the in the in the scriptures. We're not going to spend too much time on that, but it maybe it's it'll, it's something different than that. Maybe it's sound. Maybe they were transparent. Who knows, but this is a representation. Whatever that representation was, is Adam and Eve appeared as God appeared. Their presence, their their appearance was like unto God. And so when even God was explaining to them, this is what your progeny, your your family generation upon generation will have to go through in order to produce what is necessary for the full redemption of man. And I don't know, maybe they asked, well, why don't you, you know, just give us those things? Anybody said, I can't give you something that I planted the seeds, but those seeds need to bear fruit. He gave us a soul, but that soul needs to go through processing. He gave us a body. That body needs to, you know, learn certain things, I I suspect. So they didn't even realize what their experience would be. And that's so much what, what you and I have a tendency, we understand this, you know, God, we understand, oh, God is good, you know, all the time. You know, God loves us, and he's never going to let anything bad happen to us. And if we're in the middle of, center of his will, you know, he'll protect us from this, that, and the other thing. And we have authority over this and power over that. 
and yet we we hardly experience. We may understand, we may know, but we don't experience those things that, and it's by experience. The experience of that seed growing in us, the seeds of our soul being restored to our spirit. And the big, you know, the big rock sitting on on that seed is our self, flesh, our our armor, our the the walls around our castle, the protection, our for, a force field, a shield around us that we have created, our soul created, our, our body contributed to what it looks like. But it's to meet the needs that God said, I'm no longer going to meet those needs. We've talked before about how, you know, I think the initial one, at least, was appreciation and gratitude. Adam and Eve did not have certain characteristics because those characteristics were based on things that they had not and could not experience. You know, they had no concept of growth or even change or even love. If, if you experience unconditional love your whole life, you have no way of valuing it because you have nothing to compare it to. Sure, you love it. It's great. It's wonderful. But, you know, people go, well, how could Adam and Eve, quote, you know, we won't go into the, my interpretation of the the story of the the apple and the, uh, the serpent, but how could he, Adam and Eve be tempted by something? It's because they'd never been faced with it. They'd never been faced with a choice they didn't already have the answer to. And it was God himself who said, okay, this, we, in order to get the results that are necessary, <coughs> we need to go through this process. And I absolutely believe he told them before. I don't know if they remembered. I don't know, how, you know, how the, we, we have a brain in our body, and we have a mind in our soul. Do we have something comparable in our spirit? Just as we we feel in our body and we have emotions in our soul, do we have something comparable in our spirit? We have a will in our emotions and we have automatic reflexes in our body. Do we have something comparable in our spirit? Those are the things that we were that provided everything we needed to our soul. So our mind, will, and emotions that you and I use every day, who we are, how we exist, how we interact with our environment, they had never been used. They had never been challenged. The first time, the first opportunity was when they had about, about making a choice. 
So they made a choice. And it started the process of both separation and reconciliation. I you know, I'm pretty sure there's other things that God, you know, is looking to, you know, for the seeds that have been planted in our soul to bear fruit besides appreciation and gratitude. I'm sure there are. But we can start there. And we look at, you know, whatever your circumstances are, whether they're getting better or worse, you know, relatively speaking, whatever, you know, whatever decisions you're making, whatever choices you you know, whatever have led you where you are, whatever choices you're facing, if any, they've been crafted by God to provide for growth for those seeds. And what those, the fruit that those seeds will bear contribute to the restoration of your soul. That restoration can only, well, it is the reunion of your soul with your spirit. So when Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden, they're sitting, you know, they were, um, you know, let's say down the hill. And they were like, what do we do now? You know, it probably started with, who are you? You know, who am I? They'd never seen each other with their physical eyes, with their solical senses. They'd, they'd never felt fear. They'd never felt or shame. And I do wonder how much of their experience in the garden did they remember. I, I wonder how you know, and whether it's metaphorical or not, how long they hung around. You know, is that why God had to drive them out? Because they were going to hang out, make their, you know, pitch their tent right there because they couldn't leave that place where they knew all their needs were met, their home. You know, thinking, why, why did God put people on this earth to begin with? I think this is all part of it. So as our soul is restored, do we also regain information, realization, relationship in those areas? Do we not just get more information. Do we not just, you know, is the redemption of man just about salvation as far as re- returning to, you know, be, getting to go to heaven and not hell? So so he redeems and restores and, and you know, we talked, we talked before a little bit about the redemption of all and reconciliation of all mankind, those kinds of things. What does that gain, God? What does that look like for us? 
I think pretty much our, our, we have real tremendous misconceptions about how big God's creativity is. You know, if we start limiting him to, okay, we're going to sit on thrones in heaven and judge angels, for instance, that's, that's a pretty limited view of an eternal, omnipotent, omnipresent God, all creative. So as he does restore each one of us, and again, our body does is affected and does affect what's going on in our soul, becoming to see that more and more. But likewise, the healing that comes to our soul also affects our body. The restoration in our soul frees our body. I, in fact, wonder, okay, um, before, you know, it's just something I'm thinking about, before the end of this age, what or our ages, this time here on this earth, does somebody have to live a thousand years? And, and, undo that curse that fell upon man because their body you know let's say it's you know let's say it's you and you live to be a thousand years because not because of any medical advancement or they put your your head in the computer or anything like that but because your body has been so restored because your soul has been fully restored with your spirit. I wonder if Jesus hadn't been crucified, would he have ever died? You know, death couldn't hold him. And it's it's fun to to think of these things but what does that mean for us hopefully it it expands the playing field this is not about overcoming sin or pleasing god or uh you know overcoming your particular circumstances those are all part of the process part of the 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 playing pieces on the board. But what is the board? It's restoration of your soul. And you and I have such a a, a short or, or narrow view and understanding of what the soul is. You know, we think there's, you know, when we talk about the the good and evil, you know, and the knowledge of good and evil, where where do, where is knowledge stored? It's in our mind. It's in our brain. So as that's restored, God himself says he created evil for the day of evil. And he uses his right hand and his left hand to mold the clay. Rain falls on the just and the unjust. And the more we can accept and see every circumstance in our in our lives contributing to 
toward the restoration of our soul. Not only will it relieve, release our anxiety and, and help our physical being deal with the stress or our, come out from under the stress, but it can also, because it opens us up to what our spirit is speaking to our soul, we're able to receive the eternal life that we're, that's already available to us. You and I are in the kingdom right now. The kingdom is in you, in your spirit. So I think over time we become, and, and sometimes it is just a matter of time, you know, um, the youth, you know, when we're young, we have certain conceptions about what our future will be. We have these big plans. We have these, I'll never let this happen to me, or this is my plan, I'm, my five-year plan, I'm going to accomplish it. And it's never been tested. We've, especially these days, we were so often kept from problem solving. You know, that's something that Adam and Eve never had to experience. They never had to solve any problems. And there's something valuable in our experience here on this earth. And I think it's not obviously, you know, again, we're in God, so if he values it, we should value it too. But the more we can accept the circumstances objectively. You know, even again, look at, you know, Jesus Christ, his reactions. He certainly had emotional reactions as the the crucifixion, that day of, you know, the horror that was coming upon him as that grew closer and closer and he had a greater and greater understanding. And then when he, you know, asked God, let this pass for me, and his father said, you know, no, this is necessary. Jesus already knew it was necessary. But he, if he could get out of it, understandably, and that's that's for us too. God, you know, what's the, you know, don't ask the Lord for patience. Because he'll put you in positions where you need it type of thing. So if we, you know, oh God, let this pass for me. It's like, no, accept it. You can ask, but don't be surprised when he says, no, this is necessary for you. It's not punishment. It's not correction. It's that seed pushing through the ground to bear fruit. And as we begin to understand by experience, rather than knowledge, rather than understanding, nobody can argue with you. You know, uh, people who've experienced um, disasters, earthquakes, hurricanes, they can tell their story. This is what happened, and this is what it felt like. And you know, we were we were uh, you know adrift at sea, and we ate you know seagulls. And somebody comes up and tells them, "No, you didn't. You know, that's just a lie. You know, whatever." And not believe them. It doesn't matter. That person's confidence isn't shaken. Somebody who climbs Mount Everest, 
lands on the moon, goes to the deepest parts of the ocean. They come back up. They say, no, you didn't go. You only went down. They played with the, the um, you know, all the computer monitors. You only went down, you know, halfway. They know what they experienced. They have that confidence that comes from experience. That's, again, something else Adam and Eve would never have because they never experienced anything. You know, what's the description of, what's God's name? I am. Adam and Eve could say that too. I am. They had no past. They had no future. They only had the present, the right now. They existed. There was no, you know, I'm getting a day older. You know, happy birthday. No. They had all the eternal life. They were participating in the Spirit of God. I think that's why God kicked them out. I think they were eating of the, the tree of life the whole time, eating of every tree, except the God, you know, maybe he took an existing tree and turned it into the tree of knowledge of evil, knowledge of good and evil. You know, who knows? It might be interesting to find out. But it, there was a, there, be, there came a time. There came a time when God changed their routine in a big way. Now I suspect any time He withdrew from, in, in, and in any way He withdrew from them would be a big deal. But this was a big deal. Pulling away His Spirit from them disconnecting them from eternal life and for the hope, for the expectation that he would receive a great reward, that God would, that we would, that, there, that it would be worth it. So the more we can objectively look at our circumstances, and there's some really rough things going on in this world. And there have been throughout history. Wars, famines, rumors of wars, catastrophes, you know, asteroids hitting the planet, continents rising and falling, sea levels, you know, rising and falling, you know, all kinds of different things. Nights that lasted, you know, 30 years from asteroid dust. Terrible things happened on this earth. We're not immune from negative circumstances because we're Christians. We're not immune from the left hand. So the more we can accept both and be objective about it. And yes, you know, empathetic, sympathetic, grateful, accepting. Whatever range of emotions, whatever range of understanding, wherever you are right now with all that. But we still come back to God knows what he's doing, and we do too. And what if the more God reveals what restores our soul, the more we see what he's doing? 
I'm sure he's going to keep a lot hidden until certain times and places and, and circumstances. But I also know that we, on an individual basis, each have our own path and can ask and receive and seek and accept and be unconditionally loved and unconditionally accepted and unconditionally valued right now. And when we understand that God is in the process of removing that stone that's been keeping our soul from growing, from restore, being restored to our spirit, he's moving that. And in the, he's, maybe he's just putting cracks in it and we're you know, creeping up through it however you want to visualize that. We're returning to relationship with God with a bag of gold, with what he sought to produce in us. It's, it's working. It's his plans in us are working. So we can, you know, it talks about coming before the throne boldly that's why because we are participating even without our knowledge he is producing the righteousness the the spirit the eternal life that he was seeking from us so so be encouraged look at your 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 circumstances objectively and we will be getting back together again the same time next week. Feel free to drop me a line at dianeattherainersclub.org. Until then, this has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night. <laughs>